Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Fearless Generations with Terry Sayer and Kelly Fox. Hello and welcome to Fearless Generations, 12 Steps to Freedom. We are on step number four, compassion, and tonight we are going to be talking about kindness. Super excited to get started, and we just want to uh, reiterate that the 12 Steps to Freedom are brought to you by us, but also were created by Rhonda Britton, the founder and CEO of the Fearless Living Institute, and you can find more out about that by going to fearlessliving.org. So, Let's get started by introducing my beautiful co-host, Terry Sayre. How are you doing tonight? I just dropped my phone, but I'm doing fine. <laughs> I want to wish everybody a, a happy new year. This is amazing. We're in 2020. Yes, yes, 2020. I'm excited, and I feel like this year is, uh, the word is limitless limitless possibilities in this new decade and, um, you know, just possibilities going forward. And um, I I feel like there's an exciting energy in the air. There is. We are also very lucky to have uh, our guest coach back on the show tonight, we're excited to hear all that she has to share um, about compassion and kindness. Please welcome Dawn McGee. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me back. Hey, ladies, a happy new year. Um, yes. I hope all is going well. So far, so good. Yeah. yeah, my first week of the year has been a bit crazy. <laughs> But we are we are moving forward with a, a hopeful heart that uh, it doesn't continue. So, <laughs> I hear you. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll work our way through the craziness. Yeah. Um, what our listeners and Don don't know is that on the first of this year Uh, my son and all of us were sledding um, in Nevada with my husband's uh, brother and family and he hit a tree (sighs) broke his leg in a couple places his ankle had to have emergency surgery and so we have been just trying to um, find a new normal so that has been a part of my craziness um, of the new year. <laughs> wow. Well, I hope he heals quickly and well. I, I completely understand how things have been crazy, and um, that's a rough start to the new year. I hope he's doing better. It is. I've had to have compassion for myself and be kind to myself um, because as a mother, we want to protect our children from these sort of things. And 
not that it was my fault or it was something I could predict, but, um, you know, we don't like to see our children in pain. So um, it's been a practice of having compassion and not only compassion for me, but compassion for him. You know, um, he definitely wasn't expecting this. And, uh, you know, he's, he's faced with a, a lot of new challenges as well, just like us. And so uh, it's been um, a process of showing him compassion and showing him kindness as he uh, figures out how to maneuver uh, with, you know, not being able to put any weight on his leg or his foot. Mm-hmm. Um, so all all new things and, uh, we, you know, compassion and kindness has been uh, a big component in this in this first week of the year. I'll bet. I, you know, and it's, it's, um, you could look at it from another perspective too. I mean, I, I've got a kiddo and, and I, I can only imagine how difficult it is. Um, but it's also in some ways it's, it's being kind to his future self because mm-hmm. it's teaching him, um, skills of self-reliance and self-sufficiency and, um, and, you know, being able to push through hard times. I, I read an article that, that we are turning into the snowplow generation of parents, not helicopter, but snowplow, because we do too much work to clear obstacles from our children's paths for them and not letting them learn from the hard times. So, you know, food for thought. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I really have... Uh, all hopes that this um, turns out for, uh, to, you know, good for him, that he learns from it, that he gets physically stronger and um, and mentally stronger. Um, I really think that there's all kinds of possibilities that um, can be, uh, you know, of good coming out of this experience. It's just that we're kind of in the in the very new uh, thick of it. But, yes, we definitely have faith and hope that uh, this will this will all turn out to be something we look back on as a turning point um, for, for us and especially for him. For um, sure. Yeah. Don, can you start off by kind of sharing with the audience what compassion – uh, means to you and how you use that, how you use it as a tool uh, in your practice with your clients or with yourself. Oh, sure. I'd be happy to. Uh, thank you. Um, so, you know, I work with folks in the nutrition area. We talk about the triangle of health, which is eat, move, and recharge. They're, they're, when we use a triangle as the shape, because Anytime um, one of the legs of the triangle is not strong, the whole thing collapses. And so it's, it's important to, um, that all three parts are strong. When people think about getting healthier, the first thing they think about is eating differently and exercising more. But it's that leg of the triangle that represents recharging that is, that is filled with kindness and compassion for yourself because 
when you're starting a new journey like that, just like your son is on this journey, um, things are different. You don't have necessarily a roadmap exactly to how how to get where you want to go. And, and so you have to have um, tons of kindness and compassion for yourself uh, in, in taking that journey and in going um, down those new paths. Um, and at the same time, when I work with clients, uh, they're so unsure and, and they're, um, it's all new and change can be scary. And so it's really important to work with them from a spirit of kindness and compassion because they need, they need to know that I'm in their corner. Um, and wow. they need to know that, um, that they're not just going to be left to flounder on their own. So it, it, it infuses everything that we do and all of the conversations that we have really need to be done with compassion for, for the incredible efforts that people are putting forth to make changes, positive changes in their life. Um, and this is a great, this is a time of year when so many people, whether you call them resolutions or goals or intentions, are, you know, are looking to make uh, positive changes for their health. Awesome. Yeah, I definitely think that when you are creating a new lifestyle for yourself, whether it's getting more rest or taking care of yourself within exercising or moving more or eating better, uh, compassion is going to be a huge component in that because we don't do it perfectly all at once, right? We you know, slip back into our bad habits or, um, you know, we have a cheat day or we, you know, stay up too late watching a movie. Um, there's all different reasons why we might slip on these new commitments that we've made for ourselves and to have compassion uh, for ourselves and then just get back up on that horse and get back at it again. I know for myself, I'll beat myself up and then I'll just be like, oh, well, never mind. Obviously, I can't do this, and I just don't do it anymore instead of having compassion for myself and just getting right back at it the next day. And that's, that happens so often, and I, I, I wish if there, was, if there was one tool that I could give to you, it would be um, to have more compassion for yourself and to look at things from a two perspectives. One is... Um, progress over perfection and Mm -hmm. not throw everything out if things don't go perfectly. Um, If you're making slow and steady progress, there's there's the old adage that slow and steady wins the race. Um, You know, we didn't develop our, our unhealthy habits overnight and we can't expect ourselves to change them into healthy habits overnight either. So we, we really need to have compassion for ourselves and focus on progress and small incremental pieces of progress rather than expecting everything to go perfectly right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Carrie, I know you are, um, you've been on a, a healthy kick for a while now and you've told me how certain aspects of this, commitment that you've made to yourself about your health have become more of a, you know, more of second nature. Uh, How do you feel 
that your compassion has played into your uh, journey. Yeah, I really agree with everything that Don said. Um, it's important for me, what helps me a lot is to use appropriate language when I'm talking about my goals and my intentions. I write an intention every day, and the word within my intention that supports me the most is that I say I'm willing to practice. And when I say I'm willing to practice, that just alleviates the perfectionism, which I am a recovering perfectionist. And mm-hmm. so I know I know the... Uh, the angst that comes from that unattainable uh, state of being. And so I I really am aware of that. And uh, I know it's an addiction and it's one that I will always have my whole life. And so by saying that I'm willing to practice my intention, which whatever it is that day, um, it just relieves me from that feeling that I have to, or that I should accomplish this, but, that I'm willing to practice this today. And I always include in my intention, my daily intention, that I will do that practicing in the landscape of compassion, honesty, and personal responsibility. And those are three of the foundational pieces to fearless living, compassion being first instead of honesty because we can be brutally honest with ourselves and not have compassion and seek that perfection or that desire to beat ourselves up. So compassion comes first. Then to be, you know, be honest and then take personal responsibility for that intention. But that willingness to practice really alleviates the the angst for me and allows me then to take those baby steps and to feel uh, satisfied that I've made some progress that day, no matter how small it might be. At the end of the day, when I acknowledge myself in my journal for the things that I did accomplish, I write those things down, no matter how small they are. I accomplished that today and I acknowledge myself for that and have compassion for myself as being willing to practice those things. And so things that are more difficult for me to are challenging to me, like I, I have a personality that is frequently um, plagued by perfectionism and a lack of patience with myself. So I, I generally say I'm willing to practice patience with myself and with others. And if I am accomplishing that during the day, then I'll acknowledge myself big time. Today I, I, uh, I practiced patience and that filled me with hope or whatever, whatever the resulting feeling was from being able to practice that particular principle that day and see that I made some progress. I, I felt less judgmental. I felt able to uh, give unconditional love. And those things are, I'm really aware of. And in the area of health, I practice uh, the thing I focus on is getting more sleep um, because that's one thing that they've tied so many difficulties that people have with memory and with uh, weight loss and uh, is that you don't get enough sleep. So I've been practicing for the last couple of years getting, getting to bed earlier, getting enough sleep so that I have the energy and stamina to move forward uh, in the day. So it's uh, it's those small steps, those small increments, the willingness to practice those and to acknowledge every little step that you take that assists me in using compassion as an internal process in my daily progress. Yeah, I love that. And I think, you know, acknowledging all those baby steps 
uh, can really support you in gaining that confidence that the the change, um, whatever change it is that you're trying to make, is possible. Um, and when you when you really think it's possible and it's attainable, that kind of helps you continue to move forward, even when you have uh, slip ups or uh, bad days or whatever it might be that you might have used as an excuse uh, previously to stop um, trying to achieve it. Yeah. Absolutely. I love that intention. Mm -hmm. I love the intention of practice because it really speaks to, you know, making progress, um, just taking your steps, you know, and looking at it as, you know, like a general trend forward rather than, um, as you said, beating yourself up if if not every day was perfect. I love that. Yeah, I think there's just something about uh, the language of intention that assists me in, in lowering that uh, threshold of perfection and being able to to really genuinely and authentically accept the practicing, the vulnerability, the possibility of uh, making, you know, even going backward today and not beating myself up about that, but knowing that my intention is to move forward in incremental steps, uh, you know, according to the situation of the day, the circumstances, uh, you know, how my health is, who comes into my, you know, into my uh, sphere of influence that day. All of those things play a part in, uh, the fulfillment of my intention. And so by being willing to practice that, just like the piano or sports or, you know, being a better cook, whatever it is, it's that willingness to practice knowing that every time you practice, you're going to make some improvement and you're going to be able to internalize that process and, and it becomes a way of life. And that to me is the real, you know, that's kind of like the, the apex of the, the situation is when you can say, you know, I, I am patient. I, you know, I am patient. <laughs> all of a sudden, that's a part of me, and I don't get all anxious and, you know, if things don't go the way that I want them to do, I can just roll with the punches and and uh, just see the possibilities and not have that uh, um, frustration that that uh, was a part of my my journey. But uh, I think that there's just something about that the word practice, the word that you know, the word, I can do this, I choose to do this, I'm willing to do this, instead of I have to, I should, I, you know, it just changes the whole um, energy for me. Yeah, totally agree. Mm-hmm. We, we are starting to get down to uh, the end time. I know it goes by so fast, but I wanted to give hmm. you a chance to uh, share what that one most important thing you would want our listeners to get from tonight. What is it about compassion, kindness uh, that you would want them to know uh, to support them going forward in the new year? Absolutely. So I, Mm -hmm. thank you. Um, So the, the one thing that I, and people find this funny coming from a nutrition coach, but um, the the one thing that I would love that I like to have all of my clients practice is 
changing their their how they respond to things. They um, instead of reacting to things in the moment, to to take a breath and to choose how they respond because they they can be in control of how they respond and um, and in that moment then instead of reacting because a lot of our reactions can be um, negative and to to choose to be compassionate for what they are doing and um, the situation that they are in and what other people may be in and by doing so that relieves so much stress in their lives which makes such a huge positive impact on our health that is the one thing that I would like to see people do is to choose how they respond mm-hmm. Love that. Well, that's, that's, that's so important yeah I mean I couldn't agree more on how important it is to respond rather than to react and as you said that's a choice and if you practice that that choice it really can make a difference and I I think as well, uh, another strategy or, or uh, tool that you can use is to to really take a look at your filter, you know, which has to do with how, whether you respond or react as well. How do you see the world? Do you see the world for you or do you see the world against you? Are you willing to uh, see others' innocence and your own? Are you willing to uh, look? I mean, when I was a kid, they used to say, look at the world through rose-colored glasses and that's kind of the way I think if we look at the world um, in a positive way, looking for the lessons and, and finding gratitude in, in the situations that we're in, then we can respond rather than react. And that's coming from a, a reformed uh, person who used to react always. I was always reactive rather than responsive. And I've learned that if I just change my filter the way I see the world and the way I see other people uh, interacting with one another with my, in the world, that I can be much more, um, you know, responsive than reactive. So I think that those kind of go hand in hand. And I, I just think we, the filter we use to see the world and the situations around us and the challenges that we have can really affect whether we react or respond. Yeah, absolutely. Very true. I I love what both of you have said. I think that uh, for me, the most important thing that I would want someone to know about compassion and kindness is that it starts with kindness for yourself. If you can be Mm -hmm. kind to yourself, then you can more easily be kind to others. I find that when I can see my own innocence in a situation, then I am more willing to see someone else's innocence in a situation. And then I can more easily be kind to them because I'm not judging them or myself. And there's not blame. There's not um, intent. Uh, There's just two people trying to do their best and, and giving each other the benefit of the doubt and they're being uh, and and stepping up and and being the one to show kindness. Um, I really think that that is uh, the most powerful thing that we can do um, for each other and for the world really is to choose to be kind. And I think it's, Mm -hmm. I think when we can do that for ourselves, 
uh, more easily, we can truly do that for others. Um, Because with compassion and with any of these tools that we share, it always starts with you. So, I mean, I used to say, oh, I'm a very kind person, but I was not kind at all to myself, right? So it it has to start with yourself or it's coming from a different motivation than you just want to be kind. And so um, that's what I would encourage all of our listeners to do. Find different ways that you can be kind to yourself when you when you hear yourself beating yourself up or um, any kind of negative self talk, um, try to see try to see your innocence in the situation. Try to be kind to yourself in the situation, and then you can more genuinely be kind to others. Uh, so that is my thought for the night. <laughs> Couldn't agree more. Yeah, and absolutely. Don, Don, do you have uh, anything you would like to share about uh, something you have going on or a way that our listeners can uh, get a hold of you that you would like um, to share? Sure, thanks. Yeah, so the you know, the best way to find me is through my website, which is donmcgee.guru. And um, I am, you know, everybody um, – starts the new year with trying to make healthy changes and it's it's a lot of people go all in we talked a lot about being compassionate and kind to yourself and and to um, overcome the perfectionist all-in mindset and so what I'm what I'm doing with folks is um, I call it a real food detox and we're just at the end of the month we're going to do a seven days where we're eating super clean food and we're getting rid of some of the junk from our diets and just to really, really treat ourselves well and not do it right now where everything is sort of crazy and all these changes are coming in, but to give ourselves a few weeks and do it at the end of the month, get our year started right, um, but not put an extra load on us. So um, I will I will send you a link for how people can find out more information about that. Awesome. I love that. And I love that you wait because there does seem to be this uh, pressure to to make your changes right away and, and uh, you know, to uh, get right on it on the first, right? Um, and so I love that you kind of give us um, a bit of a time to breathe and uh, prepare, and then step into it. Yes, yeah, super important. Get, give yourself some some room to to get settled in and breathe, and get get into whatever routines you're in, and um, and then let's get started and, and make some progress. Love that. Yeah, and I would love that link. We can uh, definitely post that on on the Fearless Generation Facebook page. You know, you can always reach us there or on our website, which is fearlessgenerations.org. And we would love to hear from you, uh, hear what you find that you are uh, getting from the, the show and the coaches that you're enjoying learning from as well. We thank you all for 
coming and being here tonight with us. John, we thank you for being here with us, especially uh, willing to come on again. And uh, so we we are very grateful for you uh, staying up late and uh, giving up your time and your energy to our listeners and to us. Well, thanks so much for having me. I hope you guys have a great night. Thank you. Thank you so much. And until we meet again next week, we ask you, be fearless. Be fearless. Good night.